Alright, alright, alright. Welcome back to another episode. What? Another, another episode? one. Another one. Another one. Of uh <clears throat> what's it called? Surviving the hood. Yes. Surviving and I, I am Aaron. And I'm Brittany. How y'all doing? What's up, y'all? We back again. What a back again. Another one. Another one. So what is this one about? All right. So last time we touched on our X and we played that really fun game, but we didn't get to explain what our icks okay, were about okay. so now we get to get so icky. now we get okay. to get a little icky we're gonna get icky okay. all right all right all right so that's what this podcast is about today we if you listened in last time we touched on what our icks are but we Don't weren't allowed to oh <laughs> we were not allowed to explain what those are so now we get right. to give each of you an explanation so this is what i want you to get from this there is always an explanation for something that your spouse or your child is doing. Mm-hmm. And so something that we've been learning with in our marriage and learning with the relationship with our children is a behavior happens because of a reason. A behavior yes. doesn't just happen because people want to have behavior. It's not just face value. <clears throat> right. It's, it's never face value. It's under the surface. So something that we do in our marriage and yeah. with our children and the whole gentle parenting thing is we make sure we get down to the why of the reason they're doing something. Mm-hmm. So, for example, with our five-year-old, she always struggles with self-control. Right. And she struggles with her impulses, and she feels very big, and she mm. gets that from you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I know. And so I know she gets very overwhelmed easily. Mm-hmm. And so when she gets overwhelmed, and we're working on this, she gets a little aggressive. And so what we've come to the conclusion is if we immediately attack her behavior, she's not going to get better because she just wants to feel heard. Yeah, it's going to get worse. Right. Her behavior is only going to progress. So what we've had to do is take a step back and put our feelings aside because it's easy for us to get overwhelmed and yell at her and tell her to stop acting the way that she's acting. Instead, we are, okay, Joe... Why do you feel this way? What's going on inside your little brain that makes you believe you have to do this certain behavior? And so that works with your kids, but it also works with your spouse. Biggest advice I can give you on this podcast. If something happens within your marriage or within your relationship with your kids, give yourself about 15 seconds to take a breath. And do not react immediately. And that's something that we're both trying to work on even now. (sighs) Take a breath. Evaluate the situation. Why exactly? Why is your spouse or your child acting this way? And by not immediately reacting, you can actually de-escalate a situation before it even happens. And then when you come back after you've de-escalated, just about everybody in the situation is going to be de-escalated as well. And right. then you'll be able to get a response. Right. Then you're going to find an outcome. You're going to find yeah. some way to help them fix the way that they're feeling. Why are they acting this way? Let's get down to the why. And then you can help them find a solution on how to get out of it. Exactly. That works for your kids and for your spouse. It does. Yep. Great Because advice. some people's spouses are 
children. Let's be completely honest. <laughs> they are children. Well, and, and it's not even and I, you meat know, suits. And here, here's the thing: it's yes. not even that they're children. It's but ninety nine percent of the people in the world have never had their feelings validated or Ooh. been taught how to control themselves when they Ooh. feel certain things. And so a lot of times what happens and what we've really been discovering through this whole gentle parenting thing and and trying to better our marriage and stuff, a lot of times what happens is people do not know how to like Mm, what didn't suppress isn't the word Submit? not suppress no, no no the word I'm looking for is um, people don't know how to brain fart <laughs> that's, that's not what right. I'm looking for Listen, but no, that no. wasn't the word she no. was looking for the, they, what, is, what am I looking for people do not know how to control their emotions and so what okay. happens is when you haven't been taught how to control your emotions, many adults have no idea how to control their emotions. But because you don't know how to control your emotions, your emotions get thrown at people and people get hurt. Right. And okay. so learning to have self-control and not acting on your emotions and reacting immediately okay. and taking a step back, you are going to see very quickly that things are going to start changing within your home. And so that's the biggest thing that we're working on is do not react immediately. Do not allow... Your feelings. That's what. I, that's where I'm trying to go. This works for for marriages. Also works with kids. You're allowed to have your feelings, mm-hmm. but your feelings are not allowed to hurt someone else because you can't control your feelings. And so you have to learn how to control the way that you act when you have a feeling. And so that's what we're trying to to learn together and with our kids is, let's have self control. Teach the kids how to have self-control. Your feelings are 100% validated, but you're not allowed to hurt people while you're having right. those feelings. And then also not to act on impulses that yes. you may have. Yes. Impulsive thoughts, you know, I'm going to do this, and I don't yes. care what happens afterwards. I don't yes. care about the consequences of my actions. Yeah. You have to, like, plan it out. Like, yeah. if I do this, what's, what's going to happen? Right. Jinx. Right. <laughs> like, right. So, so yeah. the biggest thing that I say that we are really trying to implement within our home is living out the fruits of the spirit. All so right, here we go. This is my you favorite. You gonna do it or me? Go ahead. I've got that love, joy, peace, patience. Hey, uh, kindness, uh, goodness. Yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. You know the song. <laughs> that's the one. Can you name <laughs> so, all of them? Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. <laughs> I missed one. Dang it. Listen, we're not perfect. <laughs> okay, anyway, my kids know them in very, song. very well in song. We sing them often. Um, Got the joy, joy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Journey, I will literally, we're teaching, we went, did a whole series in kids ministry about um, the fruits of the spirit. And every time we would go into class, all right, I was like, all right, Journey, tell everybody. All the fruits of the spirit, and she's on it. She knows all Love, of them. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness. gentleness, and self control. I always forget faithfulness. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I told you I knew them. <laughs> so, good Brain job. Fart. Good job, Brain Mark. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, we teach the fruits of the spirit within our home, and we try to do this within our marriage, too. And so, yes. every day you wake up. Do I have, am I having self control? Our five year old has none. No. She literally no. acts. On 
on impulse. Impulse. Purely. 100%. Any intrusive thought Joelle has, she will She will do it eventually. She will punch you, she will lit- laugh at you, and then not even we're ask you. We're trying really okay. hard. She does not understand self-control currently, yeah, and we're really, true. really working on it. But if that's what I'm trying to embed in all of us, yes. and I'm so glad we're on the same page with that. Is every day you live your life, are you being gentle? Are you being kind? Do you, uh, did you have self-control today? Are you being faithful to the things that you're supposed to be doing, your responsibilities, your yeah. your parents, your spouse, whatever? Um, so those kind of things. Do you have joy today? If you don't have joy, why don't you? And let's mm. figure out how to mm. get you to joy. That's a good one. So those, those are, that's where we are. So anyway, that's our little nugget today. We okay. always give you some cute little nuggets. But today we're going to talk about our icks. So we talked about our icks before and how it's very important that you don't put things on a rug. And that's why our icks aren't very big. Because five, six, seven years ago, our icks were huge and we never talked about them. We just went along, had these super high expectations on what each other's supposed to be. Another good nugget. Lower your expectations. Ooh. Okay, let me elaborate. Way, let me elaborate. Okay. It took me a long time to learn. So my best friend taught me this. Preach. And I love her for it. If your expectations are so high, then your spouse will fail every, every day. Time. Every and day. you will be left in disappointment. All the time. If you expect every day that your husband needs to walk in the door and put his shoes away... He's probably not going to do it every day. And then you're going to you're just going to start getting annoyed. But if you lower your expectations and you just put the shoes up anyway. Right. One, you're showing that you love your spouse because you're serving him. Mm-hmm. But you're also not letting little things get under your skin. Right. Go ahead. You have something to say. Go ahead. So, honestly, I feel like and just about everything that we discuss is a two-way street. Yeah. So, if you if you're having problems with your spouse, and your spouse is doing something that you don't necessarily want them to do, and you don't know how to fix it, mm-hmm. discuss it. Discuss talk it. about it. Hey, can you do this specifically? Because I, I like we talked about before. Maybe do bit. the we thing until you yeah. can get to a place of. Right. Your spouse not feeling like you're attacking them. Mm-hmm. Start with the we method. And and if you didn't listen before, the we method is when you go in to talk to your spouse, hey, we should really work on this together. Right. Can can we work on because this? Because it's always something be that it's always something that they're gonna do that's gonna get under your skin, but it's yeah. also something that there's or not I take that back. It's also always something that you do that gets under their skin. Mm-hmm. So you you bring in the we factor yeah so they don't feel attacked so they don't feel attacked because yeah. it's like we need to work on this so that means that so like if i'm gonna work I on it you're gonna work on it too you we're gonna something. hold each other accountable uh-huh. instead of and then just, things get solved you're just pointing your finger at me what are you gonna do better and that's where offense can happen and you you want to avoid that and right. so aaron and i have found that works really really well for us is it now we can kind of come to each other and be like hey you did this the other day or you did not the other day we don't really let things go days like, hey, you kind of did this earlier, and maybe we could try it this way. And we do that a lot in parenting because we fail every day. You know, we are not perfect. We are here Nobody's as, perfect, but as a very imperfect family. Right. And, um, you know, we just give each other grace. And um, But we're to a point now eight years in 
that, especially now that we're doing this whole gentle parenting thing, if something doesn't go well within the parenting thing, then I'm, then I could come to him or he comes to me and we're just like, hey, that maybe didn't go well. Maybe we should try it like this before. And it's not an attack. We do it purely out of love now, but before I think we kind of did it as an attack. Like eight years ago when we first got married, we kind of were just trying to figure each other out like the first couple of years. Right. And so we would just, you, 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 you always do this and you always like, do this. Why do you but, always do right. this? Like, yeah, because right. you, were, you were annoyed. So we had to get to that yeah. we method. Before we could handle the, hey, you're kind of doing this, and it's not, and it's not, it's never, for us now, if I come to him like, hey, babe, you did this earlier, and it was a little off, um, first of all, are you good? <laughs> Secondly, yeah, check on me, how can I help you? I don't be good. How can I help you in this situation? And so that's what we try to do day to day now, is if I see or he sees like, hey, maybe they're not really good, and they maybe handled this wrong. Hey, babe, go take a break for a second. Come back when you're ready to handle it. And that's not a, like, jab at you, like, you're an awful dad, or you're an awful, you're an awful spouse, or you're an awful wife. That's, you know, that's, or you're an awful mom. That's not what we're doing. We're just saying, I see you. Right. I see that you're a little agitated. Yeah. I see that maybe you could take a breather. Let me step in and help you. And before for us, it was like, if I'm like, babe, let me just get it. You're good. Just go. He would feel like I was like, oh, you don't want me. You're overstepping. Yeah. You don't want me to be there, dad. That's never been it. But because we didn't communicate well, it was starting to destroy us because we didn't know how to communicate it correctly. And it took us a while to figure it out because of the fact that we were thinking about each other, but we weren't thinking about each other yeah. at the same time. We were being like, selfless and selfish at the same time. <laughs> as dumb as that sounds, yeah. it's valid because it, it happened. Because in your mind, you're always like, I do everything in my life to help you, but sometimes before, um, you didn't want help. Right. And where I didn't want help. And so we have to figure out how are we going to mesh Right. well and use our strengths and our weaknesses to their advantages right and it's, it, it's so funny how that happens and like because when you get into a relationship with somebody for them for them first i say i'll say maybe three to four years like before you hit that fifth year it's like mark, once you hit five years you should be you good. don't want to <laughs> fart around them you don't want to make them mad oh, no, you don't want to make them quickly. cry <laughs> you, well, well we're different and we're weird we so that's i'm I'm not being specific. That's just how Pretty it goes. Like, you, like you're dating first somebody, I'm like, you lie, will run around a corner and down the like, street. like, this is the one I can toot. For Listen, <laughs> you ever been in a, a dating situation oh where goodness. you just, like, had the VGs or, like, you had some Taco the Bell or something? Guns. And, like, you didn't want to fart around that person because you didn't want them to say, like, ew, go away. Ew. Oh, Ugh, my God, you stink so rough. bad. And then you, like, run around the corner and, like, you know, go up under some bleachers or something and just, like, let it loose. Like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. The guadal. The guadal farts. <laughs> uh, oh, my Yes, gosh. we name our farts. We do name our farts. You're, listen, so you're invested. I feel sorry for <laughs> hey, you. Hey, we're but, three you know. episodes in. You're invested at this so, point. So, yeah, like, you do that when you're dating because you don't want to, you know, turn that person off. You want them yeah. to like you for you and not for your stanky farts that's going to come out later. <laughs> You don't want that. So yeah, like you know, and you don't wanna you don't wanna turn off your spouse once you get yeah, married. Yeah, it's a yeah. different situation, but at the same time you're still in like the honeymoon phase. Yeah. And you don't wanna, you know, make them angry. You don't wanna gross them out or anything yeah, like you that. You feel like you're walking on eggshells. You are walking on like eggshells because you're years. feeling yourselves out. Yeah, you're trying and to you're figure, trying to each other figure out. it yeah. out. You yeah. know? I'm so, so yeah. glad we no longer do that. <laughs> so anyway, we're here. Yes. 
to explain our icks. Right, so if you were here yeah. last time, you heard what our icks were. So now we get to explain we to you. Now. Like I said before, there's always a reason behind everything that we do. And so yes. today we're going to explain those reasonings. So from this episode, I really want you to get that everything your spouse does, everything your child does, there is a reason behind it. They are not doing it just to make you angry. Yep. It may seem that way. It may seem that but way. But that's not the case. Yeah. So find out the why. Yep. That is your little golden nugget today. So, so let's get into it. Let's get, let's get into it. Okay, so you started first last time. So why don't you start first this time? Oh, I thought you was going to take the ne- the initiative. But oh, I'll okay. go. No, that's fine. No, okay. that's okay. no, 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 okay. no, 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 I, I'm going to explain. I figured this out. We talked about this. It took a while. Okay, so let me explain for them. Go ahead. Okay, so the reason I never finish a drink, let me tell you why. I have four kids, a husband, and ADHD. That's why I never finish a drink. So what happens is I have every desire. Say I get this nice, pretty Starbucks coffee. Squirrel! Beautiful. <laughs> but then I take three sips... And then my baby starts crying and she yep. needs fed. So I got to f- make a bottle. I got to feed her. By then, my coffee's cold. So I've taken it and I'm if just like, If it wasn't already fine. cold, then it gets warm if it's the Yeah. So what, at this point, I've taken three sips and the temperature has changed. Yep. So I'm like, it's fine. I can still, we're just going to keep going. So after I feed the baby and get her laid down, because typically that's what happens. She wants to eat. She wants to take a nap. That's how her schedule kind of falls. And so I come back, take a few more sips. Joelle needs her butt wiped. <laughs> okay? I exactly. So then I'll go do that. Gotta go wash my hands. Daddy, I pooped. Yes, and I'm like, she's Wait, extremely hold on, impatient. So you have to do that immediately. By the time I get into the kitchen to wash my hands, here comes the rest of the kids. I want a snack. <laughs> I'm hungry. Snack. So then I'm in the kitchen and I'm starting to make a snack or I'm starting to make the next meal or whatever. No. And so at this point, I'm just giving you, hold on, well, let me finish. And I then was, you can go. Hold on, wait a minute. Okay, go I got to interject real quick because at this point, I'll be looking at that drink like, ooh, that yes. looks tantalizing. Yes. <laughs> With it's the start, words. And I'll be like, it's ooh. It's sweating now and, and, and it's losing all its gunction. So someone's got to drink it. And it's been an hour now that my coffee has sat on the table. And I'll be eyeballing it. And he it has like, looked ooh. at it. For at least 48 minutes. She ain't touched it. Right. She ain't licked it. So she ain't I have now, at it. exactly. So I have now started in the kitchen. So this is how my brain works. So now that everybody wants a snack or a lunch or whatever is happening, then I get distracted because since I'm in here, I might as well wipe down the counters and do the dishes. And then I find something on the floor that needs to go be put up. So I'll go take that. And this then I'll the find process. something in there that needs to be put up. So I'll take that. And that's ADHD. It's like squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Got to do this. Got to do this. And, I, and by the time I find my drink again, it's been seven hours. Yep. And nobody wants to drink a coffee after that long. Now, listen. Either it has been left out of the refrigerator or I took the initiative to help her and I put it in the refrigerator so that it would continue to be like, you know, consumable. Yeah. Either for me or for her. <laughs> So never for me. It's always because no, okay, sometimes it I is will. Okay. But I sometimes will also say, I will also preface this. 
I have like a fridge phobia or a food phobia in a yes. way. Yep. And so if things sit out for more than more than like a given amount of time that sounds normal to me in my brain, I will not eat it. I will not eat leftovers because in my brain as soon as it hits the fridge in that bowl, it's immediately rotten. If a drink has sat for more than an hour, I will not touch it because it immediately is disgusting to me and it's going to make me sick. And it's like this weird thing. I've always dealt with it. And so I've wasted so much stuff in my life You should see a that. therapist about that. Oh, man. thanks. That's so nice. <laughs> That's how you figure stuff out. You, you really, your spouse about. really Listen, you can talk loves to me you hard. I'm, I'm a therapist. You can if talk he to can, me about If he says, babe, I love you, you need therapy. <laughs> Hey, we're all about better in ourselves. We are, we are, we are. And sometimes you need a little therapy in the room to. Okay, so listen. You're right. That was a good one. So now I explained. Okay, Okay, so now yours. Why do you leave your clothes all over the bedroom floor and not put them away? So listen. Go for it. I'm going to say this, and I'm not gross because I know a good gang of y'all do it too, especially the men. When you take something off and it's not 100% dirty. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not talking about undergarments. I'm talking about like, like a, pair a shirt of jeans or a, or a pair hoodie. of jeans or a hoodie. Yeah, you can wear that again. I don't know if you knew that. It's not a law against So it. why it's do just, you leave them on the floor? I leave them by, sometimes I leave them by my side of the bed mm-hmm. or I'll In take the walkway, them and I'll put you. them. That's not always the yeah. case. Sometimes I leave them in the walkway because my side of the bed is right there by that walkway because our bedroom's not that huge anymore. It used to be a lot bigger. So, I'll leave it by my side of the bed so that when I either lay down and go to sleep, I can wake up and, like, put them on real quick and run out the house if I have to go do something or if I got to go to work, whatever. Because I wear, like, 15 layers of clothing because I work in a freezer. We'll we'll talk about it later. (laughs) So, instead of hanging his stuff up in a closet, in his mind, so this is his why, in his mind, it has to be accessible so we can just grab it and go. I get that. Sometimes I have to rush. But it makes clutter. Okay. Let me give you another example. This is what I do. Sometimes when I'm not going to work or if I'm off or whatever, Mm -hmm. I'll take off a pair of jeans that I didn't get dirty to be comfortable because I've worked all day and I'm hot and sweaty or whatever. You know, if I don't, like, take a shower immediately after I get home. And then, like, I'll I'll have to go out and, like, go to the store or go grab something to eat at a restaurant or something. Or, you know, drive through, stop, mm-hmm. you know, get gas, something, something. Yeah. And I have a pair of jeans or I have a hoodie that's easily accessible to me. So I can just throw it on, run out the door, and I'm gone. So in his mind, he does it for easy access. It's, in it's, my mind, I'm thinking, take seven more steps and hang it's it in preparedness. the closet. That's what it is. He lives but in a very. Weird, he's from a military family. Yeah. So because he was in a military family, they always prepare for like doomsday. Everything. So you have to have your pants right Everything. next to your bed. Yeah, because, because you don't you know when a know. bomb's gonna go off. You don't exactly. know when somebody's gonna start shooting. <laughs> Listen, so I your pants gotta be readily Sometimes accessible. Sometimes you gotta be able to get up out of there Touché. quickly. Touche. Quickly. I grew up and uh, everything. Ne- had to be put away so right and you had time to put everything away because you wasn't in stress <laughs> and turmoil <laughs> and you, had drug dealers outside all my life house shooting I and whatnot <laughs> I, listen i'm gonna have a story time for y'all about my last day in the hood before i moved out That'll of the hood day. It, it involved <clears throat> some some gunplay and, and illegal activities not done by me but we'll get to it all right nice so all back right. to the ickies Icky Vicky, baby. All right, so, all right. Number this two. One, 
<laughs> not, two. not taking my advice, but taking the exact same advice, sometimes <laughs> worded the exact same way from somebody else. This used to okay. get on my nerves. So let like me tell I, I will gladly explain that. <laughs> okay. She thinks I'm stupid, Joe. No, not Dude. at all. No, I do not. Don't mind. I'm not taking his advice. He's <laughs> a, a, a jack okay. wagon. Tell me, I know that there are other people that do this. Where it's like your spouse can tell you something and you want to believe it, but it's almost like I need someone else to confirm. You need a more seasoned second opinion. Okay, yes. So like... Get out of here. Listen. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Like, I love that he gives me advice all the time. But they're like, okay, if I if we're having like <laughs> if we're trying to figure out something like financially for our future, or or we're like, hey, we're thinking about starting this business, or we're wanting to do this. Sometimes I like to call my mom as like a second, like, are we crazy for this? Can you talk us down if we sound like we're just really out the wazoo here? And so that's kind of where it come from. It's like. Or my dad is is a car guy, and so I'm not saying you're not a car guy, but when you tell me something about the car, I'll call my dad and be like, hey, dad, what do you think? And it's not like a – it's just because they've always been there for me, and you guys will learn very quickly that our relationships with our parents are very different. And so True. Um, I ha- I'm very close with my family, as in, like, I talk to my mother daily. If I don't, something is wrong. Um, I'm texting my dad all the time. Um like my kids go and see my parents at least twice a week. Like, we're very, know. very close. And his and, 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 and the other thing is too, um my aunts we we're always with my cousins growing up and even now my aunt and my cousin were here watching my kids just today. Just today. Which is so fine. We do life together. Right. That is not how Aaron's family is. My family is as distant as a family. So it's can hard be. for him when we first but, and it's funny too, because like we grew up that way as well, and it never really like changed. Mm-hmm. Except very, I will say you this: isolated yourselves in a certain way. certain clusters of my family. They they congregate together. They always mm-hmm. hang out. They're always doing stuff together. And but then you were never part of it. Me, my mom, my dad, we were by ourselves. Every now and then, we would hang out with a cousin. Every now and then, we would hang out with an older <laughs> member of our family, and it would be it would be like cool and we would have a good time and usually you know um folks would get on each other's nerves and then we would part our ways (laughs) that's just how it was you know we we hung out we knew we was family and we loved each other but like we would get on each other's nerves i mean even to this day though you we see your parents like once a year because they live in cincinnati well that's that's because it's a distance but at the same time like we have four kids and they're disabled it's kind of hard to get out we don't see them often and if you live Six minutes away versus an hour, two hours. You're right. No, most of your people are about six minutes away. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like my aunt and my cousins are down the street, around the corner, literally down the street. My parents are about twenty minutes. Twenty. But still, that's less than hour and a half, hour forty-five, two hours. And so, because we have four kids, so it's different. Um, and because they um are disabled. I mean, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. That's what it is. It's that hard happens. for us to that's see each other, life. but I will say because I grew up with such a close knit family, that right. was really hard for him at first. Plus, when I got to be an adult, I was a loner and I did a lot of stuff by myself. Yeah. Now, my parents, we, you know, I love them. They're my parents. They gave me life. They taught me all I know. But at the same time, I kind of grew. I kind of grew distant from them. Yeah. Because I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. And I was a night owl, and they're they're older people. And I just wanted to, you know, I, I did my thing and I mm-hmm. got out and did stuff and I was up when they were asleep yeah. and, you know, it is what it is. But 
But yeah, and so that I think that was like. Plus, they live a long distance away from us right now because yeah. I moved out of the state. Yeah. Even though it was only across the border, but it yeah. was still outside of the state. But yeah, it's it's weird and different. Yeah. But. So about that ick, it for a long time it was really difficult for him because he thought like they used to a, bother me. His opinion doesn't matter, but it's just because I'm so close to my family. I do life with them. And I understand when I make it now. decisions, I make decisions with their guidance right. because I respect them. And, and but honestly, that's never been you. I take your family's guidance as well because of mm-hmm. the fact that I don't always talk to my parents. So, like. I talked to your mom about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we actually had a conversation about this specific subject one time. And yeah. I don't know if you knew it or not, but, like... Probably not. He she hit me up and she was like, listen, <laughs> listen, I know, Britt, she talked to me about something. And I just wanted to make sure that she was okay about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I knew she talked about you about it because I yeah. overheard it. And I was like, I mean, you know, it kind of it kind of hit me a little bit in the heart area. Because I was like, well, dang on, I just gave you that information. And your mother gave you the exact same information, almost completely worded the same way that I said it. And I was like, you but it's got that I, information already. No, you you're right, you're right. And your advice to me is like gold, but so is theirs. And so, and I get that. But obviously, and we've talked about this, when it comes down to it, you are my husband. Right. And what we decide is what we're going to do. I just like to hear their opinion because right. I... Trust them. Because, I mean, sometimes you don't always take your mom's advice or your dad's no, advice. No, I don't. Sometimes we go off on a tangent and we do our own thing. You're right. And it's always, it do always boils down to, and that's that's part of, like, how, yeah. you know, we, we are submissive to each other in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, biblically. And um, I know that's a little touchy subject for some people, but we try very hard to, to live a biblical standard of submission in, in a sense. But it's not like... What Aaron's, what Aaron wants, Aaron gets. We discussed, you know, that's not what it is. He doesn't rule with an iron fist, right? It's. I try not. Hey, to. babe, I have this idea, or hey, babe, let me bring this to you. Tell me what you think. And his, he, I want his opinion. He wants my opinion, and that's how we work really well together. In the end, if it was a life-altering decision, and I just honestly could not. Um, figure it out it would always end up being his because he is the, the godly man of the home and so it would end up being his decision and so anyway just want to preface that yeah i get it and that makes sense okay who's what number yours? three yours or mine yours okay, no good. number two for me yeah two for you yeah, never close the shower curtain okay I don't even understand that one. I feel like once you get out of the shower, you're supposed to keep it open so that the next person that comes to the bathroom knows that there's nobody in the shower if they want to take a shower. Jump in there. Ain't nobody in it. I don't... I mean... Okay. Okay. I kind of got another explanation for that. Now, here's my ideology. Here's my thinking. I never had a shower curtain that was decorated... <laughs> Never had one that was decorated. I had hood shower curtains. Okay. It was white or Let clear. Me, can I help? Can I help? Or explain? like that opaque plastic. I have. I have it. Okay. Okay. I know exactly what it is. I've got it. What? Tell me, because I just we told you what it was. Sides but, of the brain. Okay. If right. you go into his family's home. Oh, the decorating yes, factor. Yes. Okay. If you go into okay. their family's home, now I'm an extremely like. Left brainer is the creative. She's people, creative. Right? I'm super like if you, there's a she's picture. She's a decorator. If there's a there's a picture of a brain and you guys have seen it. There's one that's like super analytical and then one that's like rainbowy and colory and all the things, and the other one is like slate gray. 
you're not. I'm slate gray, you're baby. You're not that slate gray. Slate gray. <laughs> you have some creativity in you. I do. But that's not your strong suit, and that's I, okay. In certain situations, I have a lot of creativity. Yeah, like, no, 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 you do. like, the stuff that I'm, like, really yeah. passionate about, I can get creative with it. It just yeah. depends on whether or not I like the topic yeah. in general first. Yeah, I got you. Then I can get creative with that topic. So, to put into perspective... I love a home that is decorated and pretty and and shows our personality. Mm-hmm. So our home is very decorated and I have things on the walls and I like things to be we also try to do this whole minimalism thing and I so for me I like things to be clean and organized mm-hmm. and I like things to look like they're on display. Yes. And so he grew <laughs> up in a home that literally Maybe had one picture on the walls in the whole place. And it was very bare, yeah. bare, bare in the I whole could, home. You know why? And this is why. This is the, the explanation for that. We used to move around a lot. Yeah. And There's always a reason. We never owned our homes. Yeah. So we would rent a lot of apartments and different things like that. I've lived in hotels, you know. So yeah. you can't... Decorate somewhere you don't own. Right. So we didn't really. And do see, the, the thing is, we had pictures. We just never put them up. Yeah. Ever. Like. Like you guys had life. like totes. Full of they like pictures and like yeah. stuff and memories. And so for me, I could live in a shoebox. Here's where I'm at with it, so I can explain a little bit further, just for a second. Um, I grew up, and I actually before I moved. Once I moved to my parents' house, um, long story short, I grew up with an abusive father, and um, my stepfather is adopting me eventually, which is really awesome. He's dope. Um, We're um, in the process of that as an adult. He's going to do that for me, which I love him so much for because it's just a fresh start for me. Um, I'm not going to get teary-eyed Don't today. you do it. We're not there yet. Don't cry. <laughs> But anyway, there's no crying um, in baseball. Right. Anyway, I say all this to say, up until the point of when we met my now father mm-hmm. and moved into his home, my childhood was very rough, and I moved 29 times before I got into our now That's their home lot. that they're in now. That is. A so lot by the time I was, it, we moved in there. I believe I was. Um. Oh my. It's my water over. I believe I was, let's see, seventh grade. So how old would I be? Seventh grade, 14? Seventh grade, 13? Seventh grade, 13? It was like 12 to 13. 11, 12. Not 11. 11 to 6th grade. Okay. Before you get to high school, you're So it was like 12. I think I was like 12 12 to 13. I had moved 29 times before I was was 13. And so we didn't have anything. Mm. You know, we didn't have like keepsakes and and uh, my mom had one tote of pictures that she had one small, well, not even a tote, a very small box of pictures that mm. she still has and a couple um, uh, Christmas decorations that she had that she kept in this small box. And that was it from our childhood really that I can honestly remember because I had moved 29 times and we had nothing. That's so I never times. could decorate and I never could express myself in the way I wanted to. And so now... I do that a lot. And so for me, because I never really had that growing up, right. and I am such a creative person, I felt like 
now I'm like, I need everything to look so pretty because I can design it however I want. And he supports me in anything I want to do because that's not really his forte. And I don't like, care. And he's like, what are I mean, you I doing? care. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. I do care. But I don't care. All right. What's the next thing? Is it me or you? Um, number three for you. Oh, it's me. Okay. This one was making assumptions about things instead of asking okay. me. Do I do that still? Sometimes. But sometimes. you're a lot better now. I used to be real bad. Sometimes you just I don't really assume. think I can explain that. I, I did it too. It wasn't just a you thing. It was a both of us thing. Yeah, no, we were And really we had bad. to figure it out. We had to figure out what it was, what the problem was, and how to fix it. Yeah. Truthfully, there's really no explanation for it. It's right. more so like sometimes we struggle and we jump the gun and yeah. it's as, as we said jump. before take 15 seconds evaluate the situation yeah. sometimes i don't so mm-hmm. that's my bad right. <laughs> so i apologize right and i i do it too and you know i don't mean to i definitely don't mean to and like i don't know i feel like if you you kind of associate a person with your spouse mm-hmm. like just similarities that that person or those people have that your spouse has and you like assume like okay so they're gonna do what this person did because they're very yeah. similar yeah. and you know you kind of jump to a, a conclusion or an assumption about yeah. you know something that they're doing or something that they said and you're like why'd you do that you know i didn't think you were gonna do that and then you're like thinking about somebody else which I don't really do anymore, really. Right. But in the beginning of our marriage, I really struggled because I have been married before. And I would compare situations from my first marriage mm-hmm. into my second. And, like, I'm like, he's just going to leave me. See, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't do that because... I was just waiting for the ball to drop. All of you know? the ex-girlfriends that I had before we got together were very different. Like, they yeah. were from a gajillion different walks of life. So, you didn't match none of them. So, Amen, I couldn't... brother. I couldn't put you know you and anybody else it was just different so you know yeah. that's that's where that goes all right number three yeah. for me yeah you leave the cords everywhere and i'm trying to be minimalistic okay. and i hate okay. hate hate cords I hate cords you use some of these cords i be leaving out bro so listen when i leave cords bro, out you called me bro did i did that? see that's how we we're comfortable in our relationship so oh, i yeah. can call her stuff like bro and cuz and hey bro Bleh. but I, we do it jokingly he doesn't do it to me like out of anger it's only a joke so no i would never I do it to, out of anger I, I want to say that sometimes when we're like joking around he says i would it, consider you doesn't. one of my friends if not my best friend if not that's I what you're supposed be to be your best friend he's my friends. best friend I don't have no friends. He has me. <laughs> I do have friends, but I, I don't know. My wife trumps them all, so. Yay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I, I leave cords out. Listen, I can even tell you. I already know the explanation. Can I tell? Can I say it? Say it, and then if you're wrong. It's the convenience factor. Same thing with the clothes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. It's like, well, it's here. I need to use it. And if I, if I, and if you move it, you could lose it. So yeah. I have to leave it right here so I can use it again. Yeah. My thing is, it's fine if you can hide it. So maybe solution, maybe we. Some cords you can't hide. True. Though. Some cords you can't hide. That's why they have but stuff instead like, of the like charging okay, pads now. There's a brown cord hanging over the baby's toy at the moment, so we can. And I'm gonna end up moving that once we go to bed. I'm gonna put it in the bedroom so you can How charge you? your phone because I think that's yours, ain't it? No, it's no, probably it's mine. Yours. It's yours. Mine's in the bedroom. But our house is weird. <laughs> there's like 
uh, power outlets in really weird areas. Yeah. And you have to put an extension cord in that power outlet to like <laughs> charge your phone or to hook up something to where the with the TV. Like it's <laughs> never, it's never where it needs yeah. to be, ever. Right. And that's why they have like those new peripherals you can plug in that like reach around the couch and stuff. All right, so where are we at? Touché. Number four. Number four. Right? Yours or mine? Um, did you do number three? I did. Okay. Did you do number three? Did you do number three? I did. Did okay, you do number three? Did you do number two? Obviously. No, I did not. You didn't? Okay. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right, so listen. Uh, the, the last one. All right, number Yo, four. Your Phoebe's thinking sometimes. What are they doing? Okay, let me tell you why. I hate socks. You are a hillbilly. <laughs> I hate socks. I love socks. you, though, but... They constrict my oh, feet. Oh, man. It's. I feel like it has and something to do with. And so a lot of times I don't wear with, socks. And it makes my feet stink. It has something to do with, uh, mental thing. It's a. Yeah, it's, I don't like. Okay, it's so confinement. Yes. Yeah, I do not like you small spaces. You don't want to be confined, and that and, makes you feel like you're confined. Okay, I will. I will even explain it further. I do not like feel any way. Uh, uh what's the word? Uh, way of shape or form. Claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. Is that the word? Okay. Yeah, um, no, that makes sense. I do not. It's anything thing. that constricts me at all, I don't like. You will never see me wear a winter coat, ever. I've never been a winter coat person, ever, because I can't stand stuff on my neck because I feel like I'm suffocating. I will wear 15 scarves and a winter coat yeah. or two. I will, I will, I will three freeze hoodies. to death before I wear a big coat because I feel like I'm suffocating. And so I don't typically, like, I don't really like wearing tight clothes or things that constrict me in any way. You won't mm. see me wearing socks a lot. Of and I used to I really be real to. big. So a lot of that stuff that I wear now, I used to not be able to do or mm-hmm. fit. So I would wear one coat or like a nice, decent hoodie. Mm. And then I would go out and I would halfway freeze. But now that I'm like a lot skinnier, I have to wear like two or three hoodies or yeah. like, you know, a sweatshirt and then a hoodie and then a coat because I don't have that. I don't have that blubber anymore. Blubber. <laughs> like a seal. You know what I'm saying? I don't have it anymore, so it doesn't Blue keep me like warm anymore. It used to keep me warm. Now he freezes. I used to sweat. Yeah. I can be cold in the summertime, bro. He does, though. For real? I can. It's serious. He freezes at night because I have to have a fan. I know, and it blows on me over her, and I'm like, oh, my God. Help me, Jesus. I told y'all, I work in a freezer. I'm cold He's every always day. cold. He's every always day. Right cold. now, at this moment, I'm cold every single day that I work. And then I come home, and I'm cold, too. All right, my number four. Are you ready? Number four. Number four. You leave shoes everywhere. I have a lot of shoes. There's a lot of shoes. I also have different shoes for different occasions. But why don't you put them away? Because you forget. Because I have to have them in certain areas in order for me to be able to use them. He has to have one by the door. Yes. Be- okay. Okay, two- okay. No, yes. Okay, wait a minute. Let me pause. I got to explain. Okay. You have your slides by the door so you can put them on when you come home. You yes. take off those shoes and you keep those shoes at the door instead of putting them up. And or then you have I'll leave them in the car. three pairs of shoes sitting in the bedroom, but you won't put them in the closet for some reason because it's accessible to you if they're out. But I like minimalism. Not necessarily. It's, it's certain shoes. Well, in a way, yes. But in a way, no. I know you. <laughs> like, I have to have certain shoes that I wear to church. I can't wear, like, gym shoes Gym but shoes But mind you, church. okay. But mind you, everyone, I just need to preface and say, I have given him a spot for absolutely like three spots. <laughs> everything that he owns. His nice shoes go in the closet in his oh, boxes. Gosh. And he can have his slides by the door, fine. (laughs) I know you don't. And then his casual shoes go in the shoe shelf. He has three designated (laughs) spots. I have allowed him to have his slides out. 
everything casual goes in the oh shoe shelf, gosh. and all of your good shoes go in your boxes because you like to keep them nice. She is handing me But he doesn't do it. Okay, so I have I have a lot of nice shoes. I have like Jordans. I have dude. like Italian leather shoes that are really nice for like wearing to church. But doesn't it make sense, honey, that if you have a designated spot for something that I give you, so our house looks minimalistic, that you should do that? If somebody comes you, in my bedroom and sees my shoes on the floor, they need to get out my bedroom. But it's not for them. It's for me because I hate you're clutter right, and it makes right. me anxious. I'd be trying to put them up though, but sometimes I don't have time. Like, okay. He, say no, if I no, get home wait, from work wait, and we're wait, going out wait. immediately, I have to throw my shoes down. How many down. times a week does that happen? It happens. It doesn't Wednesdays. happen all the time, but not only on Wednesdays. Sometimes, like, you have doctor's appointments. Like, lately, you've had doctor's appointments. I'm not talking so about this week. I had to come home from work, and I had to, like, swap out my shoes real quick so we could leave, because you was already ready when I I'm came home. I'm not talking home. about this week. I'm talking about in general. Sometimes we leave, and we do stuff, and we go places. Yeah, okay. We have impromptu trips sometimes, and I come home, and I'm <laughs> like, hey, what are we doing? Because I forget sometimes. Every time. He forgets every time. But it's fine. Ain't nobody I, asks I you. Give <laughs> you left. Well, listen, I'll, I'll come home and I'll be like, all right, what are we doing? Because I forget and I'll be like focused on work or whatever. Yeah. And then I'll come home and I'll be like, all right, what are we doing? And then you'll be like, all right, we're, we got an appointment in like 20 minutes. And I'll be like, dang. He's ready. We're standing. This is what I'll say in my head. I'll be like, dang, going. And then like, I'll get ready real quick. So I'll throw off my like work pants, throw on some but nice jeans. But then I don't care. I'm talking, I'm not talking about those. Moments. And I will chuck my shoes wherever they listen, may fall. Listen, listen, Linda. I don't care about those moments. I'm not talking about those moments. I'm talking about all the other moments every day where your shoes are just everywhere and you don't put if them I up. Even if you have time, up. you don't. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. If I'm thinking about it and I'm not like, okay, you were talking about when you have ADHD, like the whole mm-hmm. drink and food thing. Yes. He I also, believe I have ADHD as well. I haven't been also, diagnosed, but I feel like I got he it. He also struggles in the brain so, department. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. You're so nice. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, sometimes I'll come home it's and you'll be like, babe, really. get these kids before I get them and you don't want me to get them. And I'll be like, all right, okay. So, I'll take the youngest <laughs> one I can find, pick it up. The easiest one. The, either one. <laughs> Let me go matter. grab the easiest one and I'll, I'll see you later. Let's you need change your diaper. He doesn't and do that. He doesn't do that. You need change your diaper and food. Okay, cool. So, I'll get Jairo together. Blah, 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 blah. So. So that's what it is. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, I'll get the nearest child, take care of him, do stuff. And then I'll either take my shoes off in the process or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever will happen will happen. And sometimes I forget to put them up. And then by the time I think about it, I'll be ready for bed. So they just that's sit it. there until I get another opportunity to put them up. All right. So that's my, that's my that's drink issue. That's you have a drink issue. That's my shoe drink hey, issue. It happens. Right. I give you grace. You give me grace. And this is, we work. Right. All right, y'all. Okay. That's our icks today. I hope you we really got enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. We got icky with y'all. We did. We got a little icky. So stay S- tuned. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. oh man. That's hey, so funny. Get ready for the, the one of the next upcoming episodes. It's going to be a blast, and we're going to be so dumb. Oh, you y'all guys are not, not ready, ready for the next one. Y'all are we ready. doing that one next? Probably we're so. Yeah, because you said it, and I was like, oh, my yeah. gosh. Hey, buddy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a good one.
All right, y'all, stay tuned. We're hopping off here. Thank you again for hanging out with us. All right, all right, all right. This is Surviving the Hood. Surviving the Hood with Aaron and Britt. With Aaron and Britt. Peace out, y'all. Peace out, Girl Scout. Take it easy. See you next time. Bye. Bye.